Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy, and I'm really stoked to be bringing you the show this week, which is the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, as we come towards the end of August. And for the Catholic Church in Australia, this is, uh, this is designated as Social Justice Sunday. And so uh, lots and lots of things to speak about this week, and some, some great presenters, some really wonderful inputs that focus in on social justice, and in particular, the social justice statement for 2023 from the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference. It's good to be back with you. I've been uh, I've been a bit in and out the last couple of weeks. I've been on and off with uh, with a bit of sickness and no voice and terrible flu. It seems like it's belted a lot of people this year. So it's really good to be back with you this week and to to be bringing you some awesome insights that we've got from from people like first of all Father Chimarofa. He's going to break open the gospel for us this week. We've got that input courtesy of another program that we develop in in our little diocese of Wollongong, which is Mass for You at Home. We're going to be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott and how great comfort was brought to a woman that she encountered as she was crying in the pews in a church as she came to understand that at a particular point in time, even Jesus asked the question of the Lord, why have you abandoned me? And we know that on the cross. Really awesome to be hearing from Father Tony Percy again this week. Hasn't he come in and, and just added so much depth to this uh, content that we put on each week in the show? This week in his Godspot called The Word... He's going to break open the long history of Catholic social teaching that began with Pope Leo the Thirteenth, and why it's important for us to be involved in things that really show the authentic hands and feet and face of Christ to the world, particularly those who are, who are vulnerable. And filling a couple of sections of the show this week, really, really pleased to have on the show Bishop Vincent Long. He's the Bishop of Parramatta, and it's out in Parramatta Diocese this year, where this year's 2023 social justice statement was released where it was launched, and the focus this year is very much on a new engagement with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. It's called Listen, Learn and Love. That's the name of this year's social justice statement. And so in a couple of sections of the show, really the end third of the show, we're going to be hearing directly from Bishop Long all about this year's social justice statement. So, you know, it's stoked to have him on the show. But to kick us off, as I said, we've got Father Chimarofa. It's a reflection on Matthew 16, 13 to 20, at Gospel, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. That's the Gospel set down for the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Times being read right around the world. And Father Chim is really going to extol us to understand that we can't turn a blind eye to the struggles faced by fellow human beings as he breaks open this Gospel for Social Justice Sunday. Lots of great music in the mix too. First up after Father Chim, we'll be hearing from Anthem Lights and Who Do You Say I Am. We've got some Will Morrison, we've got some Archie Roach. Really fitting on Social Justice Sunday with such a strong emphasis this year on a new engagement with Aboriginal and, and Torres Strait Islander peoples. We've got a heap to get through. We'd better get into our suppose. Great to be back with you this week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and thanks for joining us on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he put this question to his disciples. Who do the people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say he is John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he said, who do you say I am? Then Simon Peter spoke up. You are the Christ, he said the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man, because it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. So I now say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. Then he gave the disciples strict orders not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. And now the Gospel Reflection with Father Chima Ofa. Now these days, uh, many businesses have our reviews on their website to gauge what their clients think about their services, whether they are living up to their mission. 
We also have opinion polls to get a sense of where people stand on a given issue. On this social justice weekend, Jesus poses a question to his disciples that continues to resonate deeply within our hearts and minds even today. Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? What do opinion polls suggest? This question, seemingly simple yet profound, invites us to ponder our own understanding of Jesus, who he is, and what he represents in the world. As Jesus' disciples readily offered the various opinions people had of Jesus at the time, Jesus proceeded to ask a more personal question. But you, who do you say I am? How have you experienced me? This personal inquiry challenges them to go beyond popular opinion and to delve into the depths of their own faith and conviction. Peter boldly declares, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. In this confession, we find the foundation of our call to social justice. By recognizing Jesus as the Christ, we affirm our belief in a God who loves and values each and every human person, a God who seeks justice and liberation for the oppressed and marginalized. When we embrace the teachings of Jesus, we cannot turn a blind eye to the struggles faced by a fellow human being. We cannot remain silent to the cries of the earth and the cries of the poor. Just as Jesus affirmed Peter's confession, he also empowers us, his disciples today, to act on our faith. This gospel reminds us that our commitment to social justice is not an optional add-on to our faith. It is an essential expression of our faith. It is an embodiment of the transformative power of God's love working in and through us. And by following Jesus' example, we become agents of change in a world that so desperately needs compassion, healing, and justice. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews, and wisdom for living life to the full.
You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. I was talking to a woman once. Interesting, isn't it? As if I haven't spoken to zillions in my life. This particular woman had lost a two-year-old son. Worst thing that can happen to anybody. As a result of losing this little child, the wheels came off the cart in her life good and proper. The marriage was in trouble. Everything was in trouble. And worst of all, she just felt abandoned by God, by everybody. On this particular Sunday, she said to God, Right, I'm going to church, but if I don't hear from you, if I don't get any comfort, that's it. We're through. I'm not coming back. So she went to church and she sat up the front. And along came her pastor who spoke the words of God. And the words of God were these. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? She said she sat in the pews and cried. For her, this was God saying to her, You thought I'd abandon you, didn't you? You thought I didn't know. You thought all those tears you were crying meant absolutely nothing to me. That I didn't care. You thought I didn't know. But I do know. I've cried every one of those tears with you and I'm still doing it. You thought I didn't care. I'm breaking my heart and I'm sorry. You didn't ask for this. I wish I could explain it to you. I wish I could make sense of it. I wish I could make it easier, but I can't. I just need you to know I am here. I do know. You're not on your own. I'm with you. For that woman... The Word of God did what it's supposed to do. It engaged with her life. She was a changed woman after that. The Word of God has power to speak to you this week too. You might just get a big surprise when you open up the Word of God. It'll speak directly to where you're most hurting, to where you're happiest even. Do yourself a favour this week, at least once. Open up the Scriptures and take on board whatever message of comfort you find in there thanks so much to mother hilda scott there wisdom from the abbey is her segment we're really grateful to all that she's added and contributed to this show over so many years over 10 years now the show's been going and mother hilda has been on every single week and a great message there about how the word of god has the power to speak to every single one of us into the hurts the struggles the joys the hopes of our lives and as Mother Hilda did just there, just uh, you've got to have a life that's just continually diving into the Scriptures. You want to have a knowledge of and a relationship and be directed in your life by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the Father and the Son, then daily Scripture reading has got to be part and parcel of your journey. Coming up after the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Tony Percy. Those of you who remember not too long ago, just a couple of months ago, we interviewed him all about what was going on with The takeover of Calvary Hospital, he continues to be very active in that space, particularly now that there is an inquiry that's going on around how that evolved. This week, Father Tony is just so erudite and able to distill things down so succinctly. It's a real sign of, I think, wisdom and intelligence to be able to do that. He's going to break open for us the the long history and the origins of Catholic social teaching, which is so important as we then lead into the social justice statement that Bishop Vincent Long is going to take us through later in the show. But good to have the context of why that matters and what's the tradition and foundations for that that have been laid, particularly in the modern world. A bit more music first up, though. Francesca Battistelli, Run to Jesus. We'll also hear from Jonathan David and Melissa Helser. The gospel is the song. And then after the break, as I said, Father Tony Percy. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So pleased you've joined us this week on The Journey.
Father Tony Percy with The Word. This week, for Social Justice Sunday, Father Tony tells us about Pope Leo XIII and the encyclical Rerum Novarum. This Sunday is the 21st Sunday of the year, and we have the great act of faith of St Peter in Jesus, and Jesus responding to Peter and saying, You are the rock on which I will build my church. Peter becomes the first pope. And Pope Francis is the 266th Pope. It's been a long history. We've been proclaiming the love, the truth, the forgiveness, the mercy of Christ for a long time. In fact, way back until the times of Abraham and Sarah. So it's been over 4,000 years of history. And the question, of course, arises, how has it been possible for an institution to survive this long? The reason, I think, is because of the church's faithfulness to the truth, the truth of God and Christ, and also because of her ability to be able to change with the times. Most of the modern commentators tell us that the first truly modern Pope is Pope Leo XIII, who was born in 1810, died in 1903, was elected Pope in 1868. If you go to YouTube, this is a very much a fun fact, if you go to YouTube, you will see that he is the earliest born person to be filmed when the the technology came on. He's the earliest person to be filmed. Just check it out on YouTube. It's quite a fun fact. The commentators tell us that in five areas, that Pope Leo XIII moved the church forward systematically in five ways. Firstly, by restoring the theological method that St. Thomas Aquinas had developed in the 13th century. St. Thomas was very insistent on using both faith and reason in trying to discover the truth and to adhere to it. The church had somewhat lost it and St. Thomas said, these are two great lights or two great wings on which we move to God. And so uh, Leo Thirteenth was uh, very insistent on St. Thomas's method. Of course, St. Thomas's content is very rich indeed, but really his method was the thing that he was after. And that has been a lasting legacy uh, for the modern church, for us, for you and me. Secondly, uh, Leo was insistent that the archives, the Vatican archives would be opened up letting us see our history, all the good points and all the more difficult points. He said, because we have nothing to fear by knowing the truth and history contains many truths for us and many lessons. Thirdly, he wrote the first social teaching document at a time of great change and I'll come back to that in a moment. Fourthly, he uh, importantly opened up or established really the biblical, pontifical biblical commission which then said, look, the Word of God has to be at the centre of theology and also the centre of spirituality. Because of the Protestant insistence on private revelation, Catholics had, had not uh, read the Bible for many years openly and fruitfully, and that was not a good thing. And so the church, through Pope Leo XIII, said, no, let's open this up now. We need to let God speak to us again in the fullness of the, uh, the Word, the Scriptures, the Old and New Testament. Finally, Leo was very positive with the modern changes in constitutional arrangements between uh, what we call the separation or the distinction between church and state. He was very positive on the development in modern life 
So that was uh, a welcome change. The previous Pope before him was a guy called Pius IX who received the nickname Pio Nono because he was largely negative to many modern things, but not so Leo. I like to call him a faithful evolutionary, not revolutionary, but evolutionary, faithful evolutionary. He was very, very faithful to the truth, but very open to modern change and what was happening in the modern world. Back to that social teaching document, and we'll finish on this. There were two great challenges there. One was the Industrial Revolution was producing enormous amounts of wealth, but it was only getting into the hands of a few people. So that was one challenge, the disparity of wealth. People moving off the land into the cities. Great poverty for the masses, but the money just locating in the hands of just a few wealthy people. And then the socialistic doctrine, the Marxist doctrine, saying, well, the best way to handle this is to socialise all the property. So Leo came out with this social document called Rerum Navarum of New Things, and he says, look, if we go down the route of socialising property, this will be no good at all because there's no incentive then, and therefore people will not produce wealth, and therefore you'll have no way of distributing wealth because you won't have any wealth. So he said, no, the best way is to really push the right to private property, and this will encourage people, give people incentives, and this is the best way then to spread the wealth across a nation. And this has been true, particularly in a country like Australia, where we've seen a tremendous amount of people in the middle class because of such notions. A John Stuart Mill, of course, was very strong on this as well at the, at the time of the Industrial Revolution. But Pope Leo backed it up with this fabulous teaching document. In that document, there is a, a sentence in there which I think is very important for all of us who want to engage in the social matters and social change. He says, we can all see the, the problems that are before us with our eyes, with, that, with our reason. But he says, we have to look elsewhere, in brackets, God. We have to look to God for the solace to our problems, to the solution to our problems. We, we can't possibly think for a moment that just because we can see the problem with human reason, we're going to be able to solve it with our own efforts. No, we need faith. We need the strength of God, the grace of God. Pope Leo XIII, the earliest born person to be filmed, the first truly modern Pope in a tremendous history of the church. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you very much to Father Tony Percy. That, uh, that really lays a great framework for us for what's coming later in the show from Bishop Vincent Long as he breaks open this year's social justice statement. But great to have that grounding from Father Tony Percy, who broke open the long history of Catholic social teaching that, that started and had its firm origins with Pope Leo XIII and the document Rerum Novarum, and the expectation that we in our modern world proclaim love, truth, forgiveness, and also works of mercy speaking up and looking for, for solutions to, to problems that are obviously leaving people vulnerable. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Bishop Vincent Long. And that's going to be over two parts in the show as he breaks open the social justice statement, which is entitled Listen, Learn, Love, all about a new engagement with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. First up, some music from Will Morrison, Goodness of God, and then after the break, Bishop Vincent Long from Parramatta, Faith. Hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you're on the journey. Breath 
Each year, the Australian Catholic Bishops' Social Justice Statement is an opportunity for the bishops to share teachings on a contemporary social issue and to offer guidance that help inform people's actions and attitudes in responding to these issues. Here is the Bishop of Parramatta, Vincent Long, at the launch of this year's Social Justice Statement. I too would like to begin by acknowledging the uh, traditional custodians of the land uh, in which we gather, the land of the uh, Darug people, and I pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I also pay respects to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who are present here or their descendants and thank them for their care of country and their stewardship of the land its uh, flora and, and fauna. The church in Australia will not be fully the church that Jesus wants it to be until you, the Aboriginal people, have made your contribution to her life and until that contribution has been joyfully received by others. Our friends, those were the memorable words of Pope John Paul II when he gave a very powerful address in Alice Springs in 1986. He reminded us all of the importance of justice, respect for cultural diversity, protection and and the dignity and the heritage of our First Nations peoples. Well, several decades have passed and the question that St. John Paul II raised, the question of Australians and Australian Catholics in particular, receiving joyfully the contribution of our First Nations peoples is still very much pertinent to us today. The statement that I launch on behalf of the Australian Catholic Bishops Conference entitled, Listen, Learn, Love, A New Engagement with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, encourages us to apply the wisdom of St. John Paul to our lived reality. It offers Catholics, and indeed all Australians, 
a constructive approach to take in relation to the upcoming referendum on the voice to parliament. Even more importantly, to the way non-Indigenous Australians who engage with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in the months and years following the referendum. This statement is very different from those in the past. Much of the preparation was spent in listening, listening to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in all sorts of circumstances, in all sorts of places, major cities, but also in remote and regional areas. And through this listening, we learned much about the experiences and the feelings of our First Nations peoples, as well as their hopes and dreams for a better future. One of the objectives of this statement is that that Catholic social teaching and Catholic social action are not simply theoretical. We hear what God is saying to us about justice by being with our brothers and sisters on the peripheries of society. In the words of Pope Francis, the church that goes out onto the streets, that gets itself bruised, hurt, and soiled from being with the people. So this has been the approach of the statement for this year. It invites us to be attentive to the signs of the times. Gaudum Espes, or Joy and Hope, is the title of that very important seminal document of the Second Vatican Council. So to be with people where they are and to listen to their joys and their hopes their griefs and their anxieties, wherever they are. And the gospel itself, uh, we also learn that Jesus was on the streets, listening and responding to what people were saying about their lives and what they hoped for. So listening and learning, discerning and deliberating together is an essential part of the gospel, an essential part of being a synodal church that Pope Francis is uh, calling us to embrace. Well, I hope you're enjoying this uh, explanation of the 2023 Social Justice Statement from Bishop Vincent Long. More of that to come after the break. Time for a bit more music, though. Here's Archie Roach and Paul Kelly. We Won't Cry. Beautiful song. And after the break, Bishop Vincent Long's going to have some more to say about this year's Social Justice Statement in the church in Australia called Listen, Learn and Love. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end. I'm so glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. If your burden's too heavy That it's gonna break you And you might go crashing To the ground Keep yourself steady And don't let it take you, take you on down, take you on down. Well, I'm here beside you, and don't you forget it. I'm with you walking down this road Give up what's inside you You won't regret it Together we can lighten this load I wanted to disappear 
had a sign You wouldn't let me You were so stubborn You brought me out on that dark night Oh, we won't cry, we won't cry Oh, we will lift our spirits high Up to the sky on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness now we continue with bishop vincent long at the launch of the 2023 social justice statement one difference big difference you will notice in this statement is that the bishops step aside for a significant portion and invite the members of natsic to speak directly to us all this is also inspired by pope francis promotion of a culture of encounter, the culture of deep respect and listening. Hearing about young people taking their lives, about so many people ending up in jail, of children still being taken away from their parents and grandparents, or about ongoing racism, about intergenerational disadvantage is difficult. It must be so much more difficult for these people to tell us about their painful experiences. And we are deeply, deeply grateful to those who shared their stories of pain with us. Yet even with all this pain and hardship, we also heard about many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people getting on with their lives, raising their families, participating in community life, and doing the right things. So there's not just darkness and shadow, there's also light and hope for the future. While the church has done and said some good things over many years, we need also acknowledge that we have been responsible for the pain that our sisters and brothers have had to deal with. So we bishops have apologized more than once and I say sorry again today for all the suffering we have played a part in causing we, that is the the bishops and the institutional church. But sorry is not enough. At its heart, this is what the statement is all about. Whatever the outcome of this year's referendum, we ask that the church in Australia make efforts to lead the way for our fellow Australians. Our attitudes and actions towards First Nations peoples need to be grounded in justice, love and humility. Doing justice, loving kindness and walking with humility as the prophet long ago urges us. We need to listen with deep respect and learn from our indigenous brothers and sisters about what needs to be done to improve their situations. We need to walk with them day by day and work with them to bring about change for the better, for their people, but ultimately for all of us. Strengthening our relationship with our First Nations peoples is integral and indeed critical to the strengthening of the whole nation. I'd like to express my deep 
gratitude to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples of this country. You've shown much patience and resilience despite all the pain and suffering you endured. So in launching the statement today, I want to say to you on behalf of the bishops, and indeed, if I may, also on behalf of the whole people of God in Australia, that we love you and walk with you on this journey of healing and justice towards a better future for all. Thank you. What a great song to finish up, Social Justice Sunday. Well, the, the show that falls on Social Justice Sunday is Pat Barrett, Act Justly, Love Mercy, Walk Humbly. Great to hear from Bishop Vincent Long this, this weekend. You can go to the Australian Catholic Bishop's website and check out the text of that social justice statement. I know that will be shared right around the country in masses and in schools and in agencies of the church. And a wonderful focus this year, statement's called Listen, Learn, Love, a new engagement with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So thank you to, to Bishop Vincent Long for his contribution to the show and for Max Norden for putting that all together, to Tony Percy, Mother Hilda Scott, of course, and, and Father Chima Ofa right at the top of the show too. Been a long one. It's been a very, very full one. I hope you've enjoyed it. We love bringing you this show each and every week. It's just a joy and a great honour to partner with Christian radio stations right around Australia. We know that there are tens of thousands of people who listen in via this incredible network. What a gift it is to the broad Christian churches in Australia to have this Christian radio network. To all of those who listen in via JCR and get it as a, a podcast each week through whatever podcast provider you listen to and those who get it as an email each week, don't forget you can go to jcr.org.au and we'll, we'll send it to you. You can just click and listen. As I said, we will be doing it all again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you've been on the journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.